Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we will be talking about some unpopular opinions on Poshmark. We have our eight hot takes. Yes, we've been gathering some controversial opinions for a while when it comes to reselling because we've been wanting to do an episode like this. Of course, these are all meant to be pretty lighthearted. And if you disagree with them, that's totally fine. Don't hold it against us. But these are just eight statements that we personally think are true on Poshmark and are a little bit funny, I think. Yeah. And don't get talked about enough. Yes. (laughs) But before we get into all... Oh, (laughs) you want to get into all that or do you want me to get into all that? (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, well, before we get into all that, what's new this week, Maddie? Well, some very exciting news. We get to see each other next week. Yes! You and our sister Macy are coming to Texas for the first time. It's going to be so fun. You're going to stay with me in Dallas. I'm so excited. (laughs) Maddie moved to Dallas last spring, and this is my first time, so I'm pumped to check out check out the neighborhood do some thrifting probably and yeah we have a lot planned that's the big question on the table is are we thrifting are you bringing an empty suitcase like oh well we have (laughs) well of course we're thrifting like come on come on but but we have to be a little careful we're trying to figure out the nuts and bolts of it all still because (laughs) as you know i'm a little cheap so we were looking for the best flights possible and we were able to find a Southwest flight on the way back, which is like the ultimate for reselling. Cause you get the two free bags with yes, the ticket, <laughs> but on the way there, we're flying frontier. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, number one, hope we make it there. Number two. <laughs> yeah. Knock on wood. And number two. Yeah. We don't have any, bags so me and macy currently we're so cheap that we are sharing one checked bag and we're planning to do the bag within a bag with a carry-on in it and pack our stuff and we're both gonna wear backpacks because we're allowed to bring those on the plane for free but then i think we're also gonna try to shove some duffel bags in the in our checked Mm. bag too so we're going with one bag but we're coming back with three to five bags (laughs) from what what we have planned and we're also wearing all your clothes which we didn't tell you yet so of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just assumed. So we'll make sure to do the laundry before you get here. We're packing real light. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm so excited. I've still never been to the Dallas bins. So we're definitely going to have to check that out. Definitely the Fort Worth bins too, because I like those. And the Buffalo, course, the Play Doh's, regular. Salvation Army. Come on. Oh, come on. Yeah. We're, we're going to be everywhere. So yeah, that's coming up next week. We're pumped. I think what else we should do while we're there? There's talk of six flags. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's always on the short list. Maybe Top Golf. Got to get some Tex Mex while you're here. Maybe some barbecue. Oh, yeah. Yep. Picking up three cowboy hats immediately. I know. I told Macy because our sister Macy goes to a lot of like country concerts, you know? Yeah. And I was like, we booked our tickets. I'm like, pack your cowboy boots. I'm like, actually, don't we literally don't have room in our bag. So. <laughs> yes, I can't wait for you guys to get here. I'm so excited. We do have a couple more updates, but they are related to our goals. So we're actually going to save those until the end of the episode. Yes, we have been laser focused on our goals. So we do have some <laughs> updates later. <laughs> yes. We did get a message from a listener this week that we wanted to share. So I'm going to just read it here and then we can just talk about it a little bit. So the message goes, hi, Taylor and Maddie. Love listening to your podcast. Your tips are so good. I just wanted to share something I realized that I think you might be able to use instead of the ultimate undo button tip. Ooh, I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have some boho planters cross-listed to Posh and Mercari, and someone wanted to create a bundle on Mercari to purchase all of them. I had outstanding offers on Posh, so what I did was I went in, and at the bottom of the listing where it says availability, I changed it from for sale to not for sale. Posh then closed out all my bundle offers, saying with the message, sorry, this item is no longer available. Then the Mercari buyer stopped answering me. So I went in and changed the availability on Posh back to for sale and the old offers did not reactivate. So I think you can use this similar to changing the size, but then you don't have to remember to change back the size. You just have to toggle the availability. Mm, That's very smart. Yeah. That's the worry with changing the size is like you change it back to the wrong size. You're (laughs) asking for a case. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll have to try that. That's like, that eliminates the biggest risk of the ultimate undo. So definitely. Yeah. And we do use that for when we make sales on Mercari, just since we like to have all of our sales ever in one spot on Poshmark still. So yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. I want to try it. We'll have to, we'll have to test it out this weekend. Report back. Yes. Love it. All right. We are just clipping along here, but we are ready for the main event are hot takes poshmark unpopular opinions yes so we don't get mad at us don't get mad at us (laughs) yeah (laughs) these are just our opinions everyone's entitled to their opinion we really don't know anything so like (laughs) (laughs) and also we just wanted to dive a little deeper and be a little more creative than like the classic takes of Poshmark where like nobody likes the posh parties and community shares like yeah 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 those are those are things that I feel like most people kind of agree on these are ones that we don't hear talked about quite as often that we just want to roast some things (laughs) (laughs) so I think the first one we have is the most controversial on the list starting out strong (laughs) starting out strong on Instagram a lot, you hear people talking about their death pile, which if you're newer to reselling or you're not on like the Poshmark Instagram universe, you might not know about this, but a death pile, people are referring to clothes that they've thrifted, that they are like planning to resell, but they haven't photographed or anything. They just like brought it home from the store and like left the bag on the ground in their posh area. 
basically like inventory you're working through listing but is currently not listed yes but you own it (laughs) yes so i mean on instagram you see people talking about their death pile like all the time and they're like they always phrase it as like being like relatable and oh everybody has a death pile (laughs) haha like it's just one of those things and our hot take is like don't romanticize a death pile like (laughs) don't even have one (laughs) yeah the goal should be to never have one and it's really like it just kind of shows like you're not that excited to list the items if you're not working through it or it's like if you have a lot of things unlisted you probably work through those before you go buy more things and add to the death pile so yeah I know. And I think obviously like the shopping part is more fun than the photographing and listing part. So I get how people find themselves with that. Like, I think we've both had like some version of a small death pile before always having one. You might want to take a step back and kind of reevaluate, spend a week just getting it listed then. And then you can, I always feel really good once you're caught up with it. And like, yeah, I don't think it's something you want to just have as part of your of your business all the time yeah because you're you're not making any money those items have no chance of being sold if they're not listed so just taking the time to list them as soon as possible when you get them home obviously it doesn't you know work out magically every time where you can just list them right away when you get home so there's there's always going to be some items in process but just having a huge pile of things that are not even started yet isn't best practice one thing that that i know (laughs) sorry if you have a death pile like we're not judging like i can see how it happens but what we're talking about more so is like on social media when people are like everyone's got a death pile know what i mean ha 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 like i don't know we were just kind of like it's like we didn't even know what that was (laughs) and then we're like oh why we don't want that to become the normal for everyone because that's i think how you can get into lulu rich territory if you know what i mean we know what you mean (laughs) (laughs) also one thing that i have seen that i do like is i've seen people trying to reframe calling it a death pile to calling it a money pile because looking at it as like this is basically like money you could be making if you address it because it's just money sitting there because when it's unlisted I think that's a better, that's a step in the right direction. Cause then you're kind of like, okay, like every day that you keep letting it sit there without at least tackling a little bit of it, you're just letting, leaving money on the table, you know, more frequently. Like and I'm more, re-brand. we love the rebrand. We love to see it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's our first hot take. Don't romanticize a death pile. Yeah. All right. The next one, number two. Also controversial. No, just kidding. <laughs> this is our last this... episode. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving it all out there. <laughs> You'll never hear from us again. The next one is jean skirts are a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, we've bought plenty of jean skirts over the last two years. And in our experience, it really doesn't even matter what brand. I had this mother jean skirt for like a year. <laughs> Made like, well, Everlane. Like they do not move in our experience. And when they do sell, it's not even for that much. Like compared yeah. to like what the brand value is normally. Yeah. Like even getting them at the bins, like still <laughs> not a good flip. Actually, you know what? I remember one of the first times we found out about the play-doh sale where they do the 90% off everything's like a dollar or two me you and our sister macy all bought at least 
five to ten jean skirts each of like urban outfitters brands like i still have all those i'm peddling those to buffalo now like me too (laughs) (laughs) it's not happening plato's always has a ton of jean skirts which to me is saying like that's not a good sign rid of them yeah yeah i guess if they become a huge trend again then maybe and i have seen I don't know. Maybe I, I'm a little hopeful. Maybe this spring will be better because I feel like I have seen a few more pictures of people wearing them lately than the last couple of years. But for me, yeah. like still not enough and still not worth the, we've both just hung on to jean skirts. If we had to look at our statistics in our closet, I would almost guarantee that the category that we sits the longest and sells for the least has to be actually in general just skirts across the board and jean skirts the most out of that i'm trying to think of like other skirts that i've sold more like maxi skirts that are like floral even like free people ones like that they have not performed as well as i was expecting yeah the ones that i've sold i mean really i'm not even looking at skirts anymore we decided the only exception is when I found the gunny sack skirt. Like that was, yes. that kind of, that's like its own thing. Like all gunny sacks we recommend. But like, besides that, even current brand jean skirts were just like, mm, even regular skirts, just like not, unless it's yeah. like a super sought after style for whatever reason, maybe, but I don't even know what that would be. <laughs> it's like, right. me neither. And yeah. it's not even worth time like going down the rack to look for them because it's so few no. and far between yeah because i feel like jeans and even pants in general just sell for more than we're able to get for skirts at least in our yeah. experience and even shorts sell for more than like a jean skirt like yeah we have pretty good luck with jean shorts but then the same brand a skirt version of it just sits It seems like shorts just like hold their value more reliably than the skirt. Yeah. Even if you buy a, if you buy a skirt and a pair of shorts, like just say from like Madewell or Free People or something like that, shorts will sell on Poshmark for closer to what they actually retailed for than like the skirts are going to be like such a fraction what you can get for them reselling. We're like both like, we're just never buying skirts again at this point. We'll (laughs) let you know if that changes. Yeah. (laughs) All right, our third hot take, which is not that shocking coming from us, but I feel like it is actually kind of a hot take in the reseller community. Yeah. But Plato's Closet is the goat, is our third (laughs) hot take. (laughs) I feel like resellers in general think Plato's Closet is too marked up or not worth their time. And like, I totally understand that a lot of the items are marked up. The convenience of finding so many high quality items that are like already sifted through by the employees and like really easy to go through the racks yourself is totally worth it. There's always those brands that the employees don't know that they don't have marked up as much also. So in our opinion, it's totally worth it to go. I mean, I wouldn't recommend spending all your money at Play-Dohs or anything like that. And you know, well, you kind of the- do. I mean, I do, but like, <laughs> some of you would recommend. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> I I think another good thing about Play-Dohs is they for like buy sell trade stores and consignment shops. They are the one that reliably and like regularly runs sales. 
Yes. Um, so you can you can find good deals there too, which I don't see that as much at Buffalo. I don't even know if they run sales that I've seen. Besides no, maybe I've marking a few had, things down. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And Plato's has that point system too. So if you're able to like work the coupons and the sales of it all, you're able oh, to yeah. still get a good cost of goods. I mean, in some areas, some of the Goodwills around here have their prices pretty jacked up. So it's like, it really just depends on what your other options are, you know? I know like one thing I see, like I see two different kinds of anti-Plato schmear campaigns. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but one I see is people just saying that they don't really like sourcing at buy, sell, trade stores in general, just because it is a little more pricey than a regular thrift yeah. store. So I kind of get that if you're like avoiding all of them. But another thing I see is people kind of preferring like a Buffalo Exchange or even like a Style Encore or some of those other ones over Play-Dohs being like, oh, Play-Dohs specifically, they don't like because it's just too many. They do seem to buy a lot more of the mall brands. So there might be more stuff you're passing on there too. I agree. I feel like the Buffalo Exchange has in general more higher end brands for some reason, but like you can still find a lot of those at Play-Dohs. And if you're talking about marking them up, I feel like Play-Dohs is more reasonably priced than Buffalo yeah, or some other stores. I feel like the cap at Play-Dohs is a lot lower. So even if it's more marked up, it can only go so high. And I feel like when I'm at Play-Dohs, there's a constant stream of people bringing in items. Yeah, they're like the face of buy-sell trade stores. The average person... Everyone knows about Plato's Closet. There's way more locations than Buffalo. And it's kind of like the the first stop. name brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when people are trying to get rid of their clothes. So, yeah. So the average Joe just cleaning out their closet and trying to make a little bit of cash back is probably going to bring it to Plato's because right. it's like what you know of. So, yeah, don't sleep on Plato's. We love Plato's. Yeah. We'll let you know if our tune ever changes on Plato's. Yeah. We do like selling to Buffalo more, I would say, but. Yes. <laughs> but for, for sourcing we love play-doh still <laughs> yes <laughs> okay our number four hot take closet clear out is lit yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so closet clear out we have done full episodes on this we used to talk about it all the time we used um, to like wait for closet clear out like we'd check our phones in the morning and see if it's a closet clear out day and that would like change the whole day us, yeah you know yeah where I feel like we have gone away from it a little because we we send out more consistent offers just on Fridays and you know whatever yeah. else during the week um and you have to kind of offer your own shipping discount when you do it that way if you send out offers on your whole closet that being said closet clear out I feel like it's such a great way to drive selling if you don't have like a seller tool that's sharing your closet for you or can send out buck offers for you early on, we would make so many sales, like you said, by like, Oh, it's closet clear out today. And then we would go to all of our past likes from like the last couple of days since the last closet clear out and let people know like, Hey, it's closet clear out today. I'd love to drop the price to this and you'll get the shipping discount that Poshmark will pay for. We would always make a few sales that day that we for sure would not have made if we wouldn't have put the effort into sending out those messages. Yeah, I almost want to make it a goal for like April to participate in all of the closet days again because we did have yeah with them, and I feel like it really wasn't that much effort. Do you get what you're saying? Where like we're already contacting them for like Friday offers and like the normal offers, so maybe it it would be too much with our like current strategy. But we might want to test it though because it's like 
even if we just did the last, if we did it at least one of the days a week that they have it, and then you could go back. I feel like it was a really good follow-up. A lot of those times when we did cross it clear out, we had already like messaged them and sent them an offer. So really nothing's that right. different now. So I think it would still be, it's, it's a good excuse to like circle back with a customer and be like, Hey, like there's an extra shipping discount. And especially when they did that free shipping. Yeah. Happy hour kind of situation <laughs> on Poshmark the last couple of weekends. I think you even said in the last podcast, it's kind of like the closet clear out thing, but even better because it's free shipping. And that kind of reminded both of us, like, why are we not utilizing closet yeah. clear out? We love closet clear out. We love not paying the shipping discount. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we love giving people a great deal. Yeah. So, I mean, if you haven't participated in a closet clear out, definitely check out our closet clear out episode. I believe it was in season two and it goes through our whole strategy of like what to say and, you know, how to communicate on closet clear out days with customers and how that all works. But yeah, don't sleep on closet clear out. It's, it still works. Hot take number five, you're not too good for an offer. <laughs> yes. A lot of times we find, especially on items, if you've been sitting on them for months to maybe even a year, maybe years, <laughs> sometimes you get an offer on something and maybe it's a little less than what you kind of had in mind for what you were wanting to get for that item. We'll caveat this, like if you just listed it like this week and you get a lower offer than what you were hoping to get for it, then that's not what we're talking about in this. We're talking about those sale items you've been sitting on for a while. Yeah. We think it's good practice. If the offer is pretty reasonable, we're pretty much always accepting because in our experience, just keeping it moving, getting the cash flow back and not getting so hung up on each item one by one and the exact I thought I was going to sell it for this much. That's just helped us, I feel like, gain momentum and lead to more and more sales. So don't accept offers that you're losing money on. But if you have had something for a while and you get an offer, especially if you've had something for like a year or two and you have a chance to get your money back on it and move on, do it. (laughs) Like you're not too good for it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And that's a situation too where like I wouldn't counter to get five more bucks. If I'm able to like make a profit on it and it's been sitting in my closet for a year we just accept in my mind if I've had an item for you know more than six months or something it's kind of already like not performed like I wanted it to (laughs) yeah or expected unless it's like super seasonal it's a Christmas sweater in July or something but yeah you kind of have to think about it differently than maybe you would in that first week or month that you have it where you might yeah. be a little more selective on the offer you accept. But I think a good rule of thumb is especially after the like 60 days where you're starting to copy list stuff, maybe reevaluate what you should be expecting for the item at that point. You know what I mean? True. That's a good spot too to like consider lowering the price. price or yeah. Yeah. Changing the picture around or something. Figuring out with the season, like how much shelf life you have left to sell it at a good price for it's going to be out of season anyway. And you might as well try to get something for it. A good example of this from my closet this week is I had someone start making a bundle and they added two jean skirts, as mentioned earlier, (laughs) into a bundle with a couple other tops. When I saw those two jean skirts go in, I'm like, I'll accept any offer to like get these off my hands. Yeah. I had this sweater that I've had since November 20, 
20. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was sad to say out loud. <laughs> yeah. <it says. laughs> and I had high hopes for it. And I got an offer for $15, which I turned a profit on this still. Accepted because I'm like, you know, it's April now. A sweater is not going to do probably as well this summer. Yeah. I don't want to wait a whole nother year. I mean, in some instances, like I was really excited about that sale to have that item go, even though it's like, yeah, I didn't have this huge profit or something, but it's like, okay, like I can move on. Maybe that brand and style weren't the best for my closet, but. Well, one thing too, it's like with how fast trends move now, stuff from two years ago, that's almost like 10 years ago in, in today's day and age with how fast trends are moving. <laughs> so, True. And it's like that <laughs> item, I didn't buy brand new. <laughs> yeah. So it so... probably was in the stores six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So it's yeah. vintage. <laughs> Literally. We're, we're always down for a reasonable offer, especially it's, it's better to make a sale than hang on to it for another six months, in our opinion. Yeah. If you don't know when the next offer is going to come and you haven't had much likes on it or interest for it, it's better to just offload it. And then you can reinvest that money into something that you can flip for more. Okay, our number six hot take. Followers do not equal sales. So for this, we thought of it originally talking about Poshmark. Poshmark tries to market itself as a social media app and you can follow people on there. And the longer you're on Poshmark, you'll like naturally gain followers on there. One thing we've noticed is having a lot of followers on Poshmark means almost nothing. The main thing on Poshmark or any reselling app is like, you need to have desirable items that people are like searching for and wanting. Cause that's how they're going to find. That's how like 99% of people are going to find your items is like by searching for it. They're going to buy it from someone that they can get a good deal from, uh, like a reasonable price and a good quality item that they're looking for. And the followers on Poshmark's not really coming into play at all with that. Going a step further, even having like a big following on Instagram, yeah, you're going to get some people coming to your closet and shopping for that. But what we've noticed too in the reseller community on Instagram, like a lot of times the people following you are just like other resellers. It's not necessarily going to equate to like more Poshmark sales just because you have like a larger Instagram following. I think that would help more than having like a large Poshmark following, but it's still not necessary to like make good sales on Poshmark. I kind of think of it as if it's something you just like to do and it's fun to track your progress on there and just connect with other resellers, definitely do it. It's not going to like help you grow your sales or anything. You don't need it to help grow your sales necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good tool, like you said, for like the networking. That's what we've both being on Instagram and having like reseller accounts for like more than anything is just getting to like learn other tips from other people or just like see brands people are picking up and, and you can learn yeah. a lot from there and meet people. So all oh, that's excellent. Sometimes we see people saying like, oh, I need to like get more followers because I want to get more sales on Poshmark. You don't really need that to get more sales on Poshmark. All right. Our hot take number seven is... Brand only goes so far, but sometimes it transcends. (laughs) So this is kind of a two-part hot take where the brand really only goes so far. So sometimes you can find a really good brand, but it's like an older style or like in really bad condition. It doesn't always mean like a slam dunk just because you found a certain brand. So... 
on the flip side where it transcends, sometimes you can resell things that are kind of outside your own personal style. Maybe they are a brand that people are looking for and it's not something that you would personally wear yourself. But in that case, the brand is kind of why you're picking it up. <laughs> so this one's kind of like double edge. I mean, I'm thinking of that Dolls Kill bright orange trench coat that I found last summer where it was like, yes, this is not something I could ever see myself wearing at all. I picked it up because I knew that brand is really popular and like, I have a cult following after that brand. Yes. Yeah. So that was like a situation where it like transcend my own thought process. I am going to get this. It has good comps. It's a good brand. I'm going to do it. Even though like in no world, I would just buy this. Where like normal thrifting, my mindset is like a little bit closed off to things like that because I'm looking for like things that I think are cute, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Not necessarily like things that are more outside of my comfort zone. Right. Like I think a lot of resellers focus on, oh, I'm buying things of brands I love and things that I would wear, which is like great. Cause then you're, you don't get in the habit of just buying like things just because it's a brand or something like that. But then also stepping outside that, if you find an item at a good price that does have value, like don't be afraid to step outside of it either. Gotta take some risks sometime and, and go out on a limb. Cause sometimes it can pay off big. Yeah. That's a good situation too, to be like checking comps at the store when it's things you're not as familiar with, where if it's like Madewell jeans for us, you know, we kind of know how yeah. much those would go for and what styles are current right now and things like that. But when it's like something that we're familiar with, definitely yeah, keep checking the comps. Yeah. I just thrifted this last week. It's like, a, it's like not my style at all. It's like a pink leather vest. It just like felt like high quality when I picked it up. And I like briefly like looked up the comps and they were like weirdly good. And they, it was only marked $4 at my thrift store. I don't know. I'll buy it. Even though it's an oddball item compared to like the other stuff I normally buy. I got home and I'm like researching it more. And the like leather brand that it is, it's like North Beach Leather by Michael Holbin. It turns out it's like a leather brand that's like not in production anymore. And it's been in the production since like the 1960s. It's like what everyone wore to like Woodstock. (laughs) And it sells for a lot. So... I'm like glad I branched out. I need to do some more research. It was in the 60s and then they like went out of production for a while and they like came back more in the 90s. So I don't know exactly when mine's from. Either way, the comps were pretty good across the board. My piece is like a pink vest. It's very unique. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see how that will do. And that's like one of those where it's like, that's not anything I'm normally looking for at all. But I'm kind of glad I branched out on it because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes at the thrift store, like that would be an item where you just like wouldn't even really look at it and go to the next. For sure. I don't even know what made me stop at it, to be honest, but. (laughs) Glad you did. (laughs) Glad I did. (laughs) Okay. And our last hot take. This one's kind of controversial too, but sorry. If you've done this, we're not judging. Yeah, it's just not our cup of tea. So number eight is screenshotting bad customer service is not a cute look. We see this a lot on Instagram and we get it because some of it's like, you know, on Instagram, you're sharing like relatable moments with other resellers and, you know, you might kind of feel like you're among friends of just being like, oh, like this person sent me this low offer and look, I clapped back on them. You think I would accept this? You cheapskate? (laughs) 
of them saying that to the customer and then like screenshotting it. And there's like almost entire accounts that are dedicated to just posting these like clapbacks to customers. And for us, I just think that is a little bit, I don't like anything about that. You're running a business and you're putting your customers on blast when they try to get a good deal. Like I get it. It's annoying to get low ball offers, but you don't need to like ring people out to dry with it. Right. I don't think and, it's nice. <laughs> and you don't know who, who sent that offer. I mean, it could be someone that joined the app today. It could be a teenager, <laughs> you know, Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just not a really good look to be a, you know, responding back in a negative way to begin with. And then B to be sharing it on Instagram. Sharing that that's how you talk to your customers. How does that make anyone want to buy from you in the future? I feel like it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you read it. Like sometimes they are kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. What you wish you could say a little bit sometimes, but like you actually said that and now you're like telling everyone you said that, like that is just not cute to us. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even seeing screenshots of like people going back and forth on the price a lot. I don't really like either. I feel like we used to do that where you'd kind of like nickel and dime and there'd be a lot of back and forth. And yeah, I feel like now we're trying to more just, this is the lowest price I could go and try to not play those games of haggling back and forth um, and then screenshotting it and putting it on Instagram. See, I got them up a little more. In my descriptions of my items, it's like, Oh, follow along on social media, like shop Taylor J. And listen to my podcast and it's like okay what if they like go to my instagram and then it's me like roasting them (laughs) it's kind of weird yeah i don't love that yeah i know i was thinking about that too like on my thank you cards it says like oh follow me at this and it's just not worth your energy it's like if you're not gonna accept the offer just move on right that's kind of a situation too of like not taking someone's lowball offer personally and things like that. If you have to vent to someone that like, oh, look at this offer they sent me, send it to one reseller friend, send it to your mom or something. It might feel good in the moment, but I think it's bringing your energy down long-term and it's not good for karma or like, just not the, what you want to be wasting your energy on. It's kind of like the same vibes as like, how we kind of don't really respond to cases unless we like have to say like a fact about the item or something. It's kind of just getting too in the weeds that comes with the business we're on an app where you can like barter there's going to be lowball offers or people trying to take advantage or get too good of a deal and don't really understand but the roasting them and then the posting it publicly and like trashing them in the comments it's like a bit much for me yeah definitely yeah that one's kind of controversial too definitely but yeah those are our eight hot takes on poshmark again these are just our opinions and you know, these are also coming from people that have been on Poshmark for a couple years now and have a little bit of a different perspective too, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's people that totally disagree with any one of these or all of them. And that's totally fine. There's room for everyone and all the different opinions. These are just ones that when we see, we're just kind of like, oh, that we don't want to do anymore. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Or, oh, this we love. And it seems like no one else loves it. Like, yeah. Clear out. what's going on? no one talking about this? I, I see. Yeah. With Closet Clear Out, like, specifically, it's like, I see people roasting it. Or not so much anymore, but yeah. you're like, oh, that's a waste of time. And I'm like, we love Closet <laughs> So, yeah. Let us know what you think of our hot takes. If you have any other hot takes on 
Poshmark that, you know, everyone loves or everyone doesn't love and you have a different opinion, we'd love to hear those. Yes. It's so interesting because everyone's coming at this from different angles just to like get different perspectives on it. Yes. And if there's one of ours where you're like, oh no, like I totally disagree. I love selling jean skirts. That's like my bread and butter. Like we want to hear about that too. Like, what are you doing? Tell, Tell us more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can have my jean skirts. <laughs> yeah. I'll ship them to you at cost. <laughs> I'll ship so them to you funny. just for fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that brings us to the last segment of the day, which is our favorite segment, the goals, goals update. update. All right. So we are only three days into April. So, mm-hmm. you know, the sales <laughs> updates are not that flashy at this point. <laughs> at least mine isn't. But we are on the board. So yeah, we did yeah, want to give an update. <laughs> we're on the board and our I'd say our non-monetary goals are going very well. Oh, yeah. The controllables? We're nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So how are you doing this month? Tell us everything. All right. So my goal for sales this month is $53 or (laughs) my goal for sales is $800. I'm at $53. So I'm on the board. You know, what more could you want three days? I did list four new items today. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's been a minute since I had new, like actually new and not just like copied old listings. (laughs) not just swindling the same stuff yeah (laughs) brand new the same sweater from two years ago (laughs) yeah it is what it is but yeah my other goal for the month was cleaning out my own closet bringing them to buffalo listing them on poshmark all of that fun stuff and i did today clean out my closet i cut 20 items I didn't even go through like the pants or shorts or anything like just went through the tops I really wasn't very like I could have cut a lot more I started trying on the shirts it's like a shirt I haven't worn in two years but I'm like this looks kind of (laughs) nice so then I like decided to keep it um so I have a lot of shirts that I need to start wearing in the next couple months otherwise they do need to get cut because they are not in the current rotation but I've seen tips of, I've never actually done this, but I think it is a good tip where if you have items like that, where like you kind of find them while you're going through and you're like, I'm not, I don't want to part with this. I want to wear it. I want to wear it. Like either putting it in like a different section of your closet. And then after like, like put a calendar notification in your phone being like, okay, if I haven't worn it in 90 days, it's gotta go. Or in your closet, if you don't want to like do that, you can like flip it. So it's, hanging backwards the hanger itself is like the opposite direction of all the other hangers and then next time you clean your closet if it's like you still haven't worn it and it's hanging backwards like you haven't touched it Mm. then you can delete it too yeah I should do that for some of those items that I that are in like a testing phase yeah well like one (laughs) of the shirts okay I bought it four years ago as like a business shirt (laughs) yeah like one that I would wear to work then I stopped wearing it because it was kind of like a little bit cropped where it was like you kind of kept having to pull it down and like wear a tank top underneath it and it was like just kind of too much of a hassle to wear in like a business setting but then I tried it on today with like I mean it and those times 
I know four years ago, high-waisted jeans were cool, but, like, I didn't own high-waisted jeans until, like, last year. So, like, just get off the bat. <laughs> I'm, like, always, like, way behind on the trends. <sighs> Whatever. But I tried them on today with, like, high-waisted jeans, and it just had a whole different light in my eyes because there wasn't, like, any issue with the length anymore. So yeah. I was I was trying it on like oh there's no way this one is staying how stupid and then I, was, I might wear it I look good <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah I should move flip those hangers around while they're fresh in my mind because then you can keep it real yourself then it's not emotional you're like okay I wanted to keep this I put it on trial and then I still didn't wear it <laughs> right yeah but yeah I had ten or twenty items that didn't make the cut and. 17 of them I'm going to bring to Buffalo this week. I'm thinking Woo-hoo. like Wednesday or Thursday night. I'm going to do that. Two of the items I think I'm just going to bring right to Goodwill. I just know Buffalo's going to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to laugh at don't me. Don't even try. It's going to yeah. actually devalue the other items. Having exactly. I'm like, I don't want them to be mad. <laughs> just kidding. From last week's episode they're not mad <laughs> it's in our head <laughs> you just know it's a waste of time <laughs> yeah there was one item where it was like i could do the sweater shave on it but it's long gone past that <laughs> it would take it would take a miracle and i have a shirt that looks exactly like it in a different color I'm yeah like, i just need to start wearing that other shirt yeah but, but yeah i'm really excited to bring those in bjorn See still has to clean out his his closet I'm sure he's gonna have a lot of cuts too um I have to bring up one thing but Maddie and her husband when they ever they clean up their closets they call it playing chopped as in chopped from the food network (laughs) and then they yeah they say you've been chopped to the items that are deleted (laughs) it's really funny to clean out your closet like with someone because I kept well, it was kind of a good workout today too, because he was sitting downstairs and the closet is upstairs. And I kept like going up and down the stairs, showing him the items. Oh, leg like, day. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be sore tomorrow. And I kept being like, all right, be honest <laughs> with this shirt. Yeah. Like, I need an honest opinion. Is this working or not? And yeah. he'd be like, I have not seen you wear that in years. <laughs> you still have that? Yeah. <laughs> You sent me a picture of the items you were chopping in one shirt. That we've had our entire lives since high school. Like I'm like, I wore that shirt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's our shirt. <laughs> Do you want it? No. <laughs> You're I'm like, trying to I move gave on. it to you for a reason. <laughs> I'm like, I chopped that like a t- decade ago and gave it to you. <laughs> I'm always behind on the styles. <laughs> How are your goals going this month? My goals are going pretty good. So my sales goal is 5000 but I have $367 on the board. And it's only April 3rd, okay. so that's a, that's a start. Yeah. I've had a bit of a slow weekend here. We're recording on Sunday, and I haven't really had many sales Saturday or Sunday. Most of them were all from the first on Friday. Yeah, my so, sales were from the first, too. Yeah. My second goal is I'm trying to do 10 new listings a day, all of April, including the travel, including the weekends. Like we said, trying to get in really good routines, taking days off, but still having items go live. So I went back to my old basics of last summer. One thing I did was on the days where I wanted to 
take off, I would still schedule listings to go live using the dropping soon feature on Poshmark. That's like a feature I don't think like anyone uses, but I like Maybe it. That's a hot take. That kind of is a hot take. I think people, <laughs> do people know about this? But you can schedule <laughs> listings when you make a listing at the bottom where it says for sale automatically or not for sale, which also a callback from earlier in the episode, the new ultimate undo button. There's a third option when you're making a new listing where you can have an item dropping soon and then you can schedule when you want it to go live. Another way you could do this is just like saving it in your drafts and then just like manually putting them live on the day that you want them to go live. But for me, like the dropping soon is kind of weird because then people can like see it and it has a little yellow tag on it being like coming tomorrow. (laughs) But I like it doing that because I was able to schedule 10 listings for yesterday, 10 listings for today. And then I haven't had to think about it at all. They just went live at 7 a.m. each morning. I'm not seeing like a huge increase by doing it just this weekend. But for me, just like knowing that I have the 10 new items going live mentally, it helps feel like my business is still running and I'm like clocked out from it, which I like a lot. Yeah. And it's chipping away at your goal of like getting your active listings up doing 10 a day. So yeah, it's like, you had the 10 today, even though you didn't really even need to do anything today. Yeah. Like I said, I had a good sales day on Friday and I'm like basically already recovered from it just by having those 10 per day go live. Did cheat a little. Well, I don't know how you want to say if I had cheated or not. You guys tell me this weekend for the new listings. I took a bunch of pictures on Friday cause I knew I wanted to do this for the weekend. I didn't have quite enough taken, um, but I wanted to do 10 a day still. Cause that's my goal. And I'm like, I can't fumble the goal on April 2nd. I got to get deeper in the month, but I had some swim going live. And one thing I like to do with swim anyway is like, and I know you do it with like workout sets a lot is kind of create separate listings that are like different combos of the same item. So I have like a bikini that buy the whole set together. And then I have like a listing that's just the top and a listing that's just the bottom. So for today, it's like really like about three swimsuits went live, but the way they're all broken up, it's 10 listings. You know what I mean? Oh, that totally counts. I'm, I'm kind of painting a little better of a picture being like, yep, 10 per day. Da, 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 da. But <laughs> it does still count. Take that with a grain of salt, but I'm so proud I did it. And, and it has helped me have an excellent weekend. We got in to go in our pool for the first time this season. And I was just like, not a care in the world out there. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. You FaceTimed me earlier today from the pool. <laughs> oh, you know, I had to, I'm trying to get you to come visit me soon. too. <laughs> of course. Um, I do have to say, I think we should implement, this is like a huge throwback to almost two years ago. The whammies. Should we do the whammies yes. for you if you don't do yes. the 10 a day? I feel like this is a good month because I'm going to have to be consistent if, to meet my goals. Because like I'm going to be visiting you about well, halfway you through the month. You can also list while you're here too if we go through. Yeah, so. but ideally, ideally in my mind, I would like to get enough ahead where I have 10 go live. Because I'm only there four or five days, really four days, right? Yeah, I guess. So I would really like to get those pre-dropping soon before I come visit you. That way I don't have to worry about it while I'm there. And I know we're going to be doing a ton of sourcing and that will set me up for like when I get back that I can just like hit the ground running and just get those new items listed. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. I would feel so accomplished. I don't care what my freaking sales are at the end of the month, but if I did 10 listings a day, every day, including traveling, including weekends, 
then I feel like that would be a huge like milestone for me of my yearly goal of routines and consistency and all of that. So we'll give you three whammies and we'll check back in next week. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess for the listeners, if you don't know, I'm sure you can figure it out on your own, but whammies mean it's a fumble. It's a day where I don't do the 10 listings that counts as a whammy. And sometimes I start splitting hairs with the half whammies, if you remember from last time. Yeah, then we can put it on the stories of like, did that count as a whammy? Yes. Like if I only list like five things, is that a full whammy? Like that doesn't seem fair, you know? And can I do any buybacks? Like I miss a day and then I do 20 the next day. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see what scenarios come up. I would say that wouldn't count as a whammy. If you did 20 in one day, if you missed a day before, but. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try to do 10 a day, all right? <laughs> yeah. April 3rd, we're going strong. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Sisters Who Posh. As always, we'll be back next week with another episode. And then the one after that, we'll probably record in person, which will be super fun. I feel like we'll have to do a review of like the Dallas thrifting spots or something like that. Oh yeah, we should do like a compare and contrast of like here versus there. Now that yeah. we'll have like a better handle. We can do like a pros and cons list or like a Venn diagram situation. Yes, that's a great idea. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love getting those, reading those. They make our day, make our lives better, put a skip in our step. So please give us a five-star review if you haven't already. Also, if you have a question or a tip that you'd like to share with us or a listener win, you can email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram at sisterswhoposh. Also, while you're there, just, you know, give us a follow. Yes, we want to post more on our stories and we still need to do our recap of our paying up episode. So Oh my we'll gosh, for yes. sure do that this week and then we can recap it in our next episode. We don't yes. want to leave you hanging. Definitely. All right. Well, we will be back next Tuesday with another episode. Until then, love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye.